And in this episode of WQA Radio, our weekly podcast, we are going to be talking about instructor-led training at the Water Quality Association. We've got two of our instructors. We've got Paul Friot and Cliff Fosnott. And uh, gentlemen, I'm going to have you introduce yourselves and tell us about your certifications and training and all of that good stuff just to just to get that clear so I don't mess it up, okay? So Cliff, why don't you start? Thank you, Wes. Uh, my name is Clifford Fosnott. Uh, I am Master Water Specialist with WQA. I'm also in the state of California, certified or licensed as a uh, general engineering contractor, a groundwater professional, uh, water treatment uh, contractor and plumber and probably two or three other classifications that I seem to forget from time to time. Well, I'll, I'll certainly excuse you for that. Paul, how about you? Good morning, Wes. Thanks for having us on this morning. Uh, my certifications are through uh, the Water Quality Association, coincidentally. And uh, I'm a master water specialist, certified installer, certified water representative and certified service tech. Excellent. Well, great to have you both on the program. We're talking about the instructor-led sessions. You guys are the instructors. We've got uh, we've had some sessions for the last uh, couple of years and they have been growing in interest and uh, attendees. I'd like to, for those who don't really understand it yet or haven't uh, maybe they've heard about it, but they're still curious and they don't know too much. Give me a sense of, uh, Paul, what happens during these live instructor-led training sessions? Well, it, it, it varies to some extent depending upon the, the course that a student's taking. But fundamentally, I would say for the CWS classes, we are giving the students a foundation of knowledge upon which to build. In other words, they're not going to finish these classes and know, quote unquote, everything there is to know about water quality. In fact, I would say none of us are in that category, but but it gives them a, a basis, uh, you know, some basic knowledge. It gives them a way to approach problem solving. And we also get involved with the ethics as well as looking at certified systems if they need to deal with primary contaminants, what do they need to look for as far as having certified systems. So it's a variety of aspects. And Cliff, these are online sessions. You're the, you're the instructor and you've got these students who are all online in a Zoom session, I, I think, right? Correct. So yeah, tell me what it's like. Okay, as, as, you know, as Paul described, um, our goal here is to bring the students to a level of, of what I, an analogy that I like to use of bringing our uh, students from a level of a cook to a chef. And what that, what that really means, and we'll, I'd like to talk about that maybe a little bit in depth a little bit later in the, in the podcast, but basically we like to equip the students with the tools, knowledge uh, that they can take out in the field when they're installing these devices to be able to do much more professional job, much faster job, much more efficient job that provides the um, owners, management, their companies, uh, a better view in the customer's eyes. And Paul, in the past, 
before these instructor-led training sessions began, you had to do it on your own. You were basically, uh, in the old days, you were reading books, and then we got the coursework online, and you were going through the various modules. But that didn't always work uh, all that well, right? I mean, th that's why we went to this uh, this new format. I think that from some of the feedback we've received from students, that they find it helpful that there's a certain level of structure, number one. You know, they know each week there's a one-hour class and it's at a certain time. And some of them have expressed the, the value that having an instructor there, having that interaction, and at the end of each class, we are happy to stick around and answer any questions students have. And in fact, some students have said to us that they find that's the most interesting part of the whole process is the discussions we have at the end of class. Yeah, Cliff, have, have you felt uh, a similar reaction? Yeah, I, I think Paul's pretty pretty right on there with that. Uh, there's always, at the end of the class, there's always that uh, question and answer period that we provide to students to where they can ask questions that even if it didn't relate to that particular episode or that particular class that they can go back, they can relate some of their field experiences, some of the questions, some of the things that they have encountered uh, in their day-to-day -day activities. So let's talk about the value of the courses. I've kind of alluded to it. You know, again, you were on your own in the past, and now you've got a, a group, a cohort of sorts. Uh, are, you can see the others kind of along with you. There's a, a kind of an esprit de corps, I would imagine. Everybody's doing this. They're all, you know, you're, you're, you're still on your own, obviously. You still have to learn the material, but you're doing it with others and you're doing it with an instructor. So I, I can imagine there's quite a bit of motivation that is part of this. Would you say so, uh, Paul? Oh, I think so. And we are, like any process, we are learning as we go through this each time and refining it to try and improve it for the students so that it's more engaging and more enjoyable for them and getting them more involved in the process, having more interaction. And, and they seem to appreciate that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything to add to that, Cliff? I think Paul's, Paul did a really nice job of that. Uh, you know, it, it's like most things, it's a ever evolving process where we sit back and we will review the, the classes and what seemed to work well, what didn't work well. So we make changes to keep them uh, current, fresh, uh, and relevant to the to current practices and, and current technologies. So Cliff, the goal here is to prepare the student for taking the exam, right? Mm -hmm. to, uh, to, be, to get the certification. That's, that's only one, one small uh, portion of it. The, the bigger portion of it, and this may be a good place to fall back to my, my little uh, saying earlier, um, the goal here, what I like to say is we like, we like to elevate these students from being a basic cook to a, to a chef. And, and the way I, I illustrate this is, is a cook is able to take a written recipe and follow it step by step. And if he's missing an ingredient or there's something wrong. He, he, he's stuck. He, he doesn't understand how to uh, move beyond that ingredient list and will and struggles. Whereas a chef can walk into a pantry full of ingredients and create whatever meal he feels 
he needs to out of that. And so we liken that to our industry where a installer will go out to a, a job and perhaps it's not exactly as was laid out on the work order. Hopefully by the end of the class, he has gained those tools and those knowledges to be able to look at a situation and be able to adapt, overcome, to facilitate the correct installation in a manner that is efficient and professional looking and works the way the customer intended for it to work. Well, that sounds very encouraging. And uh, yeah, I, I understand the the exam is ultimately something that has to be taken in order to get the certification. But your your vision for the, the higher purpose is uh, extremely well stated. And uh, Paul, anything to add to that? No, I mean, Cliff did a good job. I mean, that's, that is, our ultimate goal is to help bring the students along and elevate their knowledge. And also the whole concept to me elevates the industry, you know, makes us all more professional as individuals become certified. So it's a big plus in that regard too. Let's uh, switch gears for a little bit. Talk about the employer who has these uh, various installers and techs and and whatnot uh, who need the training and ultimately the certification. What's in it for the employer? So kind of, if I may, Wes, kind of, kind of along that same line as my earlier uh, comments there, if your employees are now chefs, your concern over their ability to do the professional installation uh, correctly, properly, meeting all of the standards, codes, and so on and so forth uh, is now significantly improved. And so now with, with a, a installer that has those tools, has a knowledge, you know, from an employer standpoint, you're going to be more productive. Your a company is going to have a better image to the customer and the industry is going to have a much better in image. So Paul, it's almost like, why wouldn't you want your employees to go through this training? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of what we are trying to instill is to have a certain approach to problem solving. You know, for example, whether it's what Cliff's talking about with, okay, what's plan B? You know, if you get to the house and it isn't what you expected, but also if you're analyzing either test results or you are in a customer's kitchen discussing symptoms that they're experiencing, you know, what's a sort of a logical way to go after the goal of, of satisfying the customer. And part of that involves understanding what are the customer's goals? What do they want to achieve? Don't assume that you know what they want because sometimes it's not intuitive. And thinking comprehensively rather than piecemeal, step back and say, what are, what's everything with which we're confronted? How does that affect what I might say about this issue if it were all by itself because you're not operating in a vacuum? And I think that's beneficial to employers because they hopefully end up with employees who are more effective and require less guidance and handholding in the long run. Right. And to go back to that other analogy of the chef and the cook or the person who shows up and things aren't quite what you, what you uh, expected, the person who has just the kind of that base level of knowledge and has no further uh, understanding 
isn't going to, going to be able to adapt to the situation and to flex and come up with the creative solution. And and from an employer's standpoint, now that that installer is going to be struggling on the job site, maybe having to make multiple calls back to uh, somebody in the office for help. And if the customer happens to be standing right there watching, which happens numerous times uh, because the customer's got a vested interest, they're interested in what you're doing, the whole process, that, that doesn't give a very good impression of the installer's ability, knowledge, and poses questions to the to the customer that may ultimately end up having to be answered somewhere down the line. Whereas if your tech, your installer has that uh, good understanding, good knowledge, they can present themselves in a much more professional and efficient and effective manner. Right, right. Well, just to get back to some of the particulars of the classes, uh, are we talking uh, an hour session and, you know, or how many weeks and is there homework? I, I wanted to ask that question as well. No, of course there's no homework. No. <laughs> yeah, there's homework for pretty much every class. So each class is about an hour long, plus or minus a little bit. Sometimes we run over a little bit because uh, both Paul and I tend to like to talk sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then and there is, there is homework. Uh, some of it Generally, shouldn't take the, the the student much more than what about a half hour, hour maybe at the most for a week for the session. And the the class runs now eighteen weeks from start to finish. Depending on the course, right? Some of them are maybe fifteen weeks on the class, but but and with the homework, if a student, so each each time a student does a homework assignment, they submit it for approval. And generally, we either approve it or we send it back saying more information required. So they get a second shot at it or a third shot, whatever it takes. And when we do that, we write a note to the student indicating what the reason was that it wasn't accepted. So it's a learning process for them in that regard also. And and I think both both Paul and I do a pretty good job of uh, working with the student on those problem questions and sometimes to the extent where we will even reach out personally to them uh, and make sure that they understand beyond just getting the question right. We want them to understand the logistics behind it, the the background behind it, so that they they don't just answer the questions and then move on. Well, thank you both for doing this. This is great to give us a uh your perspective on the instructor-led training sessions for WQA certification. And I want to bring in Tanya Lubner, PhD and Director of Training and Professional Certification at WQA. Tanya, how do people find out more about the program and get signed up and, and you know everything that you can tell us about how to do that? Best place to start is our professional certification page on the WQA website. You will find information about what the certifications are, and reading through that, you can see what best fits with your job role and your goals. And from there, if you're ready to sign up, you will get links to be able to purchase the courses. We're uh, doing bundles this starting January of 24, which means that you pay once and you get everything you need 
in order to go on uh, through the classes and to certification. So for installers, for example, uh, you are getting both access to the class and the certification exam once you have completed all of the class requirements. Now, if there is an employer with uh, more than one person that he wants certified, he or she wants certified, can can more than one person at a company uh, take the instructor-led training? Oh, absolutely. We've had companies that will sign up as many as seven people at the same time, and they will all sit in the conference room during the class, and they'll even have discussions afterwards about what they saw in class. Uh, the only caveat there is that everybody has to do their own homework. It's okay to do it as a group, and the instructors will see when somebody's been doing it as a group because everybody's got the same answer. But again, as Cliff and Paul both pointed out, the goal is to make sure that the students understand the underlying concepts so that they're able to then apply them in the field. And I would say that the instructors at this point have gotten pretty good at figuring out whether or not somebody understands those underlying concepts. Great. All right. Well, it certainly seems like a, a, a worthy uh, project and, and uh, hope that uh, as you listen to this and understand this better, that uh, your employees can take advantage of this tremendous program that the Water Quality Association has to offer. So, Tanya, thank you. Cliff and Paul, thank you very much for joining us. And if you're interested in more information, go to wqa.org slash profcert, and you can find the information there. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, Wes. Thanks, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes.